And I think it's really important to the way you respond to that, because what I've experienced is that if I'm gracious with their no, then they often come back and it turns out they feel really bad about saying no, but there's a reason they have to say no. You know, they don't have the budget for whatever it is I'm asking. Uh, It's not the right time for them. You know, they're not the actual decision maker, things like that, but they feel terrible about saying no. And if you take it graciously, then a lot of times they'll come back to me and say, you know what, I know it's a no, but maybe I can do this for you. Maybe I can give you this other thing that's valuable that I can't give you what you're asking. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, hey, this is Bree Noble, and I am so glad you're tuned in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast today, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. My name is Bree Noble, and today we are talking about overcoming rejection and dealing with haters. And that's definitely something we all have to experience as musicians. We put ourselves out there in the world, whether it is for getting a gig that maybe we thought we'd get and we didn't get. Maybe it is for putting yourself up for a contest or trying to get on a radio station. You know, we put ourselves out there in the world a lot. And we do have to be able to deal with that rejection and try to find an even keel and not be on this up and down highs and lows kind of roller coaster. And then as far as haters, yeah, we put ourselves out there a lot in the world to promote our music. And there are going to be those people out there that have negative comments about us. And we need to know how to deal with that. And I give you a lot of really practical strategies on how to reframe that, how to actually, um, deal with the haters or not deal with them, as you'll see as I'm talking um, on the Indie Interactive today. So I hope that these will really be helpful to you, especially because many people have had questions around these kinds of things lately. I've seen in both my um, Female Musician Academy and my free group on Facebook, which is the Female Indie Musician Community. If you're not in there, I highly recommend it. Go over to www.woscommunity.com and join us in that community. We have like 2,700 ladies that are all doing the same thing that you are running a business as female independent musicians. So um, that's where I kind of got this topic for today, as well as the fact that I'm going to be going into a series about sales, talking about how to sell ourselves and our music without being salesy, a lot of different ways to promote ourselves um, with the help of other people. And I wanted to make sure to cover this before we got into that, because putting yourself out there in relation to sales and promotion is you're going to get haters and you're going to get rejection. And so I wanted to make sure you had some ways to deal with that before you start implementing my practical strategies uh, in the next few weeks. So here we are with Indie Interactive already in progress. I've got some strategies for you guys that have worked for me. And just so you know, like none of us are 
are immune to haters. None of us are immune to rejection. And I'll give some anecdotal evidence of that in my experience as we go on. But um, before I jump into the slides, I want to say hi to Carol as well, who just showed up. Thank you guys for showing up live. It just makes my Monday morning to see you guys showing up in the comments. So let's get started on um, our first topic, which is the rejection side. So we want to try to reframe any rejection that we get. So say, you know, we are going out for a gig and we, you know, we don't get it or we feel like we can never get into this certain gig or this certain um, contest. We can just never do well in it. And we see all these other people doing well. We have to make sure that we understand that when it comes to music, there are always tastes involved, right? I mean, maybe, you know, people who have submitted music to me for Women of Substance, our review board, you know, they felt like they'd submitted their best stuff. And for whatever reason, we didn't choose it. There's a lot of reasons for that. You know, maybe we just wasn't in our taste. Maybe we thought it wouldn't fit our audience. Maybe the genre just wasn't right. You know, there's a lot of reasons. So, you know, the reason I say here, like some people like chocolate, some people like vanilla, there, you know, it may just be a, t a sense of taste. And I had an experience when I first put out, you know, my first major album that I sent it to my local radio station from where I was growing up. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, like my mom knows some people there. I'm sure that I can at least get on the radio there. And, you know, my mom followed up with them and, and the guy's just like, she just doesn't have a good voice. And my mom's like, that's ridiculous. That is one comment we've never heard. You know, if it's whatever, it's the genre's not right. You know, we get all that, but doesn't have a good voice. Like, that's not the answer. Either the answer is he doesn't like my voice for whatever reason, because he likes voices that sound a certain way, or he was just too lazy to listen to my CD and use that as an excuse. So keep in mind that people have their own stuff that they bring to the table when it comes to rejecting you. And, and that, you know, that plays well into my next subject, which is, it's definitely not always about you. It, there could be so many things going on in the background that you don't know about. So, you know, I have recently been putting myself out there for certain things and I've been having to deal with some rejection and, you know, as as you get more successful, you don't have to deal with as much rejection, but as soon as you go into uncharted territory or you are going into a place that's out of your comfort zone or somewhere that you don't have a lot of experience, you're going to experience rejection. So don't think that, you know, even the successful people experience rejection on some level. And so lately I've been hearing a lot of no in a certain area that I've been trying to expand into. And it's a humbling experience and it's good for me, I know, because I realize that the only way that I can ever get good at this thing I'm trying to do that right now I'm experiencing no's in is just to keep plotting ahead, understand that, you know, no's are just on the path to yes and not necessarily, it won't necessarily be with those people and at this time, but eventually I can learn a lot from getting all these no's. Like, why are they saying no? And I think it's really important to the way you respond to that, because what I've experienced is that if I'm gracious with their no, 
then they often come back and it turns out they feel really bad about saying no, but there's a reason they have to say no. You know, they don't have the budget for whatever it is I'm asking. Uh, It's not the right time for them. You know, they're not the actual decision maker, things like that, but they feel terrible about saying no. And if you take it graciously, then a lot of times they'll come back to me and say, you know what, I know it's a no, but maybe I can do this for you. Maybe I can give you this other thing that's valuable that I can't give you what you're asking. And so I've heard that a lot from musicians, whereas they'll, you know, go out for a gig, they won't get that gig, but then those people will come back to them and say, you know what, you weren't right for this other gig, but this other thing came up and I thought of you because I really wanted to say yes to you then, but it just didn't work out. And so it's really important how we react to that and always know that 95% of the time it's about other stuff that's going on in the background and it's not about us. You know, it could be that someone's having a really difficult time personally and they just can't, they just can't focus or they can't do the thing that you want them to do right now. And so keep that in mind. So if you guys have had any experiences like that, where you've kind of learned um, on your own that that was the case, I'd love to hear that in the, the uh, comments here that, you know, maybe you've been rejected and you, and you took it really hard. You thought it was all about you. And then later you either found out that it wasn't about you or that something great came out of it that you weren't expecting because they respected you for putting yourself out there. And I'm just going to check what people are doing in here. It's great to see more people joining. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Beth. Hi, Annie. So awesome to have you here today. So, um, and also you guys put in the, in the comments, like, is there anything in particular that you're having an issue with in regards to either dealing with the rejection that comes with it or dealing with haters, which we'll get to in a couple of minutes. But um, I wanted to start out with the rejection because a lot of you guys have been taking uh, Tara's four days to book like a boss and you are going to be putting yourself out there a lot more than you have in the past. And you need to be armed with certain, um, you know, like mental and, um, what am I trying to say? Like emotional weapons for yourself to keep yourself on, you know, like an even keel when you're going up and down. And that's something, um, if you're in the Academy, we had, uh, Nicole Peterman with us for our expert workshop. And she talked a lot about this, the roller coaster. We need to figure out how to keep ourselves on an even keel with what we are experiencing as far as rejection, because it's, it's so painful and so hard to move forward if we're dealing with this up and down and up and down. And we can't let our mood and our motivation be dictated by other people. Okay. So my next point is don't ignore your feelings. Like, don't just try to shove it down because, I mean, I saw someone on the internet talking about this and they're like, don't shove it down because that's what makes serial killers. I mean, not exactly, but you have to, you have to acknowledge that you're feeling this way. And sometimes that means having a short pity party for yourself. Um, I definitely have them. And I think there's some healthiness to them. You know, sometimes you just need to go out with a few friends, have a beer and like, just let it out. Right. Or, you know, have a, have a heart to heart with your husband and talk to him what's bothering you. But it, 
if you try to, to push it down and keep it in and keep a brave face and all of that, then eventually you probably won't be able to hold it all in anymore. And then you'll go into this burnout mode. Like I can't deal with any more rejection. I've been keeping it inside all this time. And finally, I've just had enough. I'm done. No more rejection. So I don't want that to happen to you. So make sure that you deal with your feelings. And then the next, like be vulnerable with other people and share with them and seek out support. And especially musicians, because they understand where you're coming from. I promise you, if you share rejection that you've had and frustrations and all that, either in this feed right now or in the academy, if you're in there or in the you know female indie musician community, there will be people that will totally understand where you're coming from and be able to sympathize and empathize and give you some anecdotal advice as I'm giving you right now. So please don't be afraid to share that. Don't think you're the only one that's ever been rejected. Like I said, I, as you move into new territory, new rejections occur all the time. So, you know, we're all dealing with that as we, we move on and expand our careers. If you're not dealing with rejection in some form, then you're not expanding yourself. You're not pushing yourself. You're not putting yourself outside of your comfort zone and you won't actually grow in your career. So rejection is actually a good sign in that way. Absolutely. And I'm going to get to that, Annie. Uh, That's a great comment about what people say about you. Um, There's usually a grain of truth in it somewhere. Okay. So finally with the rejection, if you truly put your best foot forward, be proud and move on. And this is something that Nicole talked about as well, because, you know, she finally went into an audition with, I know I did my best and I feel absolutely proud about what I gave and whatever happens, it's on them. It's not on me. And even though she didn't get the audition, she ended up getting something else out of it later because she was so proud of the way that she performed. She carried herself in a certain way and, you know, showed that she had done her best. And I was thinking of this the other day when I was watching the figure skate, women's figure skating and um, the Russian who got the silver. To me, she was better. Like the other girl was very technically sound. She was super young, but this girl was an artist, right? I can't even say her name. It's like Medvedeva or something. She's, you know, she's Russian and she's amazing. And um, I was watching her on the, um, the gala last night and, you know, showing, watching her show off and she's such an artist, but she said, you know what? I couldn't have done anything else. Like she did everything she could to get that gold medal and she didn't get it. And I mean, of course she's disappointed, but I know that she's proud of the fact that she left everything on the ice and, you know, she can't think of one thing she could have done to beat the other girl. And, you know, there are many people that think that she actually should have gotten the gold. So if they could have given like two golds, I think they could have both got them. But the point is that they, that she was never feeling like, oh, I wish I would have done this. If I could have done this, I would have, you know, gotten the gold or if I hadn't have fallen or whatever, you know, she knew she did the best that she could. And so if we go, if we come out of something that we're being rejected, knowing that we did the best that we could then that is going to make a huge difference. And then we want to be thankful for the closure. So if, if you're constantly like left on the hook by people and you, you feel like you're constantly bothering them to find out if they're going to say yes or no, that's almost more frustrating than a no. 
because then you can move on to something else that's actually going to be fruitful for you. So make sure that you're, you know, you have that little bit of gratitude, like, okay, at least I have closure on this. I can move on to something else. Yeah, it's a no. But again, like it's a no for now. That doesn't mean it's a no forever. And that's a really important thing that you need to keep in mind that it's not the no can be so based on other people's issues and circumstances, or maybe, you know, you just need to do a little bit of work on your end and you'll be ready. And it could be a yes next year or next month, depending on what it is. So don't, don't, you know, count it out just because they said, no, just be thankful that you can now move on to something else and maybe return to that later to see if that is going to happen for you next time. And then finally, don't beat a dead horse. And what I mean by this is that I do sometimes see people constantly trying to go after a thing that they've been rejected in several times. And at some point, I just think that's not good for you. Like, yeah, we want to better ourselves. We want to try again, see if we can get it. You know, say, say you're trying out for American Idol, for example, and you've tried out every season from the beginning until now, and you still haven't gotten in. Maybe you should stop and focus on something else. <laughs> you know, maybe that's just not your venue. So I think it can just be more discouraging if, say, for example, you send in a song for a certain song competition three years in a row and you never got anything you probably should just stop going after that particular thing. And maybe you're just not a good fit for it. Maybe the judges just don't like your style for whatever reason and just be like, okay, there's going to be something else for me. There's so many opportunities out there. You know, maybe you haven't been able to get into a certain festival or a certain venue and you've just been frustrated by that. I don't want you to keep going after that same thing and every year being disappointed and more disappointed. And then, you know, pretty soon it's just like affecting your mindset. Like nobody, you're thinking to yourself, nobody, you know, wants to have me play or whatever. No, it's just this one gig doesn't want to have you play. You just keep putting yourself in this position over and over again. So there's a fine line between, you know, improving, trying again and beating a dead horse. That's going to just really make you feel terrible about what you're doing. And so I don't want you to do that. Like, please don't do that. Um, so let's let's talk about haters now. And while we're transitioning to that, I'm just going to check in down here. I want to say hi to Sarah as well, who just showed up. Um, there's so much discussion in here. I'm going to have to like really scroll through this when we're done. But let's let's get on to talking about haters um, because I think this is a really really good discussion as we all deal with it. And as musicians, we put ourselves out there so much that it really, it is inevitable that we will have haters. We will have to deal with them. Um, But in my opinion, and you've heard me say this before, haters are a badge of honor, which means if we're hiding in a closet, we'll never have haters because there's no one there to see you and there's no one to hate you. Um, And you'll, you'll be protected, but you also will do nothing. So you need to get yourself out there. And yes, you are opening yourself to haters. The more people that you come into contact with, the, you know, the more you'll get weird comments and that's just a given. So, you know, if I'm doing this Facebook live and, you know, you guys 
are all awesome because I hang out with you all the time, but occasionally someone else wanders in and they're like, who is this woman? And you know, why is she looked that way? Or why is she talking that way? And they might have a strange comment to leave. And I just have to know that that's part of the game in finding new fans is some people aren't going to like you, but if you don't put yourself out there, you will never find the people that will like you. And yes, you'll attract some people that don't. So just know that, you know, I always say like, once you get your first hater, that means you're really on the map because it without, you know, without being, having haters, then you haven't done anything to put yourself out there, to make yourself vulnerable in front of the masses. And in order to get our music out there, that is what we have to do. So make sure that you're doing that and not being afraid of haters because we all have them. And we can all sympathize. And my next point about this is that you do not want to engage them. You want to delete them. And so why would I delete them? Because if, if it's totally normal to have, have haters, why would I be okay w- with deleting them? Why wouldn't I just leave it there? Well, my reasoning for this is that when people are coming across you for the first time, it's all about first impression. And so if someone puts like this hating comment on one of my ads or one of my videos or whatever, I don't want the first you know impression that someone gets when they come and start watching it is, oh, this person hates this. It must not be worth my time. You know, so you, you do need to be protective of your reputation, especially for people that find you for the first time. And if you see hating comments, do delete them. And you can do that on Facebook and it will hide it from everyone except the person who made the comment. So they won't even know that you hid their comment and don't even engage it. Just like go ahead and delete it or hide it and don't say anything and don't give them the satisfaction of having a conversation. I've tried that before. It's a bad idea. It gets me all worked up. It gets them all worked up. It is totally unfruitful because you're not going to change their mind. So just don't even engage, just delete. That is my big um, mandate for you there if you want to protect yourself. Next, know that your fans will probably protect you and come to your rescue. Let your supporters do the dirty work. So a lot of times I see if somebody is hating on somebody, somebody who's a fan of theirs or is a friend of theirs will come and fight for you. And that's a great thing to see because then you not only get that feeling like, wow, there's these people willing to like put their themselves on the line and support me, but then you don't have to do the engaging and you don't have to get upset about it. So if for some reason you haven't deleted the comment yet and somebody else sees it and they have the opportunity to come to your rescue, I've seen that so many times where people have done that and not necessarily for me, I usually can catch those and get rid of them or they're just stupid and people don't even respond to them. But I have seen that with other online influencers when, you know, there's been a comment like that other people that are in their corner have totally come to their aid and supported them through comments and stuff and made the other person look ridiculous. So yeah, don't worry. Your supporters will come to your rescue and just don't even engage them. And finally, as Annie said earlier, be open to the content of the criticism, not the spirit by which it's given. So what I mean by that is 
there probably is some grain of truth in there. You know, even with stupid comments like, you should get a haircut before you go on video, which are a few that I've gotten before. And yeah, I probably should. I, I probably need a haircut, you know, or I probably need to do my hair in a different way that way, that day. I'm not going to let that make me not go on video anymore because someone thinks that my hair doesn't look good. But, you know, in any situation, if, if, you know, somebody is saying something, there usually is a small grain of truth in that. And if you can pluck that out and take it in a manner that actually is useful and not, you know, degrading, then that can actually be helpful to you. But being able to do that without hearing the spirit in which it's given, which is usually nasty, is hard. And that just takes a lot of experience dealing with it and trying to, um, you know, not become so easily uh, swayed out of your mindset or the way you feel about yourself by other people. So I realize it's not so easy to hear truth or hear criticism but try to do that, but just don't get caught up in the spirit in which it's delivered because that can be really destructive for you. Um, And this is something that I know I have talked to a few of you about before and some of you have something like this, but keep um, what I call a fan and media praise file, like either an email folder that has a bunch of emails where people, you know, have said how much they love your music or how much they like you or they enjoy your videos or whatever it is. Um, Ways, you know, for me, it's how much I've helped people or how certain things have been useful to them. And, you know, they love my course or whatever. I, I keep those. So if I do feel like I'm getting too much negative feedback and, and haters and trolls and things, I can go in there and be like, yeah, there really are people that are benefiting from what I'm doing. They're loving it. And there's no reason for me to stop just because these stupid people are here trying to tear me down. So I'd love to know from you guys in the chat, if you have something like this and what form it's in, you know, is it, is it an email folder Is it a document? Is it actual physical notes that people have given you that you refer to, to, to help you, you know, kind of bounce back from that negativity. Love to know what you guys are using to, to bolster yourself in that way. And then finally, the last thing is sometimes you just need to be able to guard yourself and appoint a gatekeeper. So I don't think this is so much on Facebook, but I think on YouTube, especially people can leave really mean comments and there's no reason for you to read them. You know, it's not edifying. It's not helping you in any way. So just don't even go there. Like have somebody that is their job is to read those comments, weed them out, you know, respond to them. And and as our expert in YouTube actually said, like, don't delete those comments because every comment actually helps you in the YouTube uh, algorithm. But, you know, you can have somebody respond to them. If they're really nasty, just delete them. I don't care about the algorithm. There's no reason to have, you know, either just like stupid, mean, um, you know, vulgar. If there's anything like that, delete it, delete it. Um, But you can definitely like ask somebody else you could even like if you were in the academy, you could trade with somebody say, hey, would you man my YouTube channel and I'll man yours and, you know, just let me know if there's any comments I really need to respond to. If they're just stupid comments, you know, deal with them for me so I don't even have to see them. 
All right. So I'd love to find out from you guys, like the answers to a few of my questions along the way there. And then like anything else that came up for you while I was talking about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you can delete the, the hater comments and they won't even know you deleted them, which is good because it might, it might cause them to, you know, come after you more if they see that you delete it, which I think is why Facebook sets it up that way. That is so true. Um, who said that? Annie. She said, sometimes people sound rude, but they are actually your fans. Yeah. They are just not graceful <laughs> about their language. That is so true. And that is where we can get into big trouble with email and, you know, just like dealing with things over writing or typing because we can, they might have, there's actually somebody who's commented on some of the things on my profile that's music related. And I completely took what he said the wrong way almost every time because he's, he's kidding, but you don't hear that in the way he's writing it. And so I thought, I'm like, why is this guy hating on me? And then I figured out he was just kind of like, like teasing me in a, in a, in a nice way. So yeah, you can't jump to conclusions, but I admit it's really hard not to. This must be a good topic. You guys are talking a lot. That's great. (laughs) Sue says she has, she has a private YouTube playlist of famous people playing live and messing up, forgetting their own lyrics or chords. <laughs> it teaches me to, to not be so hard on myself. I love that. That's a great idea. Hi, Joan. How are you today? I asked permission to use the praise comments as quotes. Absolutely. I do that all the time, Carol. Very, very good idea. And, you know, as I actually mentioned in um, my Facebook live with Tara the other day, like you asked if you can use those on your flyers and your, you know, your media, because those I think are some of the most effective things, even more than explaining what you do and what your program is like is hearing other people's reactions to it. Yeah. So Wynn says she's gotten friendly responses booking her tour, but it's the not not getting responses at all that get under your skin. And again, this is where the it's not about you comes in because most of the time it's all about them. I mean, trust me, like there are so many times when I get an email from people and I really pride myself in responding directly to everyone, but sometimes it's just like insane and there's no way I can respond to them. And I'm always thinking in my mind, oh my gosh, they probably think that I don't care. They probably think that you know, oh, I I think I'm too good to respond to them. You know, like you have all these stories in your head, whereas it's just like, I just physically cannot find the time to respond yet, you know, and they're going to have to wait a few weeks. And that can completely be the reason. But yeah, we tell ourselves all these stories about it. Oh, and I want to say hi to Stephanie. I missed her somewhere along the way here. Yeah. So Catherine says that she's been trying to book in this gig and not succeeding. And she's starting to think it's probably a genre thing. And I totally get like, you wish they would tell you, just tell me is yes or no, like not, you know, don't leave me hanging. But if they just would say to her, you know what, we just don't want Celtic fiddle or, you know, whatever it is. Um, then she'd be like, okay, I'll move on to another gig. Like it's not going to upset her because she's got plenty of options she just wants to know yes or no. All right. So I'm going to refresh this one more time just to see if there are any other comments about this, but I really hope that you guys take these to heart 
And, and seriously, what I said about the very last thing that's on the screen right now, like protect your heart. If you need to protect your heart and you just aren't ready to handle the criticism yet that you get by putting yourselves out there, then have someone else weed out your comments first before you get there, because it's not worth it. And I don't want you to get shut down by somebody that's being stupid. And there's plenty of stupid people out there on social media. You know, there's no lack of them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easier said than yeah. Done Beth, what you're saying about how do you put your own emotions aside? Part of it is just doing it, doing it over and over again. And a lot of it is just experience. Like you'll realize over time, or if you talk to other artists that it, it does turn out that a lot of the reasons of them saying no or not responding are not about you. Um, but it's hard when you first start because you don't know that yet. You haven't seen it play out. And so I'm not saying it's easy. It's sometimes you just have to, to steal yourself to rejection. But again, I said like, don't ignore your feelings, make sure that you acknowledge those feelings and that you, 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 sometimes you like, you need to have a little pity party for yourself, but just remember that there are people out there that are wanting to, to book you. And if you've had too much rejection, then go and get an easy gig just to remind yourself that there are those out there. Like you have friends that want to help you book something. I know all of you do. So if for some reason you're just feeling like you're hitting a wall go get an easy gig and remind yourself that, you know, a year ago, that wasn't an easy gig for you because you didn't have any connections and now you do. So sometimes we just need to give ourselves a quick win to get ourselves back onto the, uh, you know, the bandwagon of like, I can handle this. If there's anything I've learned over the years, it's no matter how many tactics you have, if you don't have the mindset to back it up, you're not going to be successful. If you go and you take Tara's course on booking and you get all of her tactics and all of her spreadsheets and all of her templates and all that stuff, but you don't haven't dealt with the mindset and the confidence piece, you'll never execute. And I appreciate all of you guys showing up live. I love interacting with you every week. It is like the bright spot to begin my week. And boy, do I have a busy week coming up. So I appreciate being able to interact with you and getting that positive energy before I start um, doing all heck of a lot of stuff. So uh, have a great week, you guys. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.